Welcome back to Not Your Average BS. I'm Brendy. And I'm Shannon. And we first wanted to thank you all so much for your support from our first episode. We're really excited to bring you guys more content every Monday. So make sure that you guys subscribe and leave us reviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. We really appreciate it, you all. So from here on out, every episode, we're going to have a little bit more structure. We want to bring you all segments. We want to talk about a lot of different things. So without further ado, let's get into it. So for the, our first part of the episode, we wanted to tell you guys our appetizer of the day. So Shannon, why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah. So the appetizer is going to be an app that we're currently loving that's relevant to the episode that we're talking about or possibly just a current fave that we're loving at the moment. But, you know, something cute, fun, fresh that yes, we wanted to talk keep, about. Got to keep it fun and fresh. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so the first appetizer that we have for you all is the Get Upside app. Yes. Get Upside is an app you can just find it on like the app store or whatever your device store is called and it's really great because it gives you cash back for all of your gas purchases personally i drive a gmc yukon so you know that girl is thirsty for gas (laughs) at literally all times filling up my tank honestly brings me so much pain a lot of the times but then when I get cash back on GetUpside, it makes me feel like just a little bit better. Yeah. So. And the app is free, so there's no harm, no foul in downloading it. Um, you use a code. A lot of people have like their own codes. I don't know if you have one. Uh, Shannon, why don't you tell them your code? Just go ahead and plug that in. Oh, just kidding. Okay. She's not really aware of her code, but we'll put that in. <laughs> we'll, put it, we'll put our codes in the description in case you want to download it because you guys get like 15 cents extra cash back and then so do we. So it's a win-win. And yeah, that's that's our favorite app right now. I think I have like $13 sitting in there that I need yeah, to cash out. Yeah, and it's out. just money. That's just free money, it's essentially. Free money. Um, the, it's a free app that you can download. So like I said before, there's no harm, no foul, and at least just downloading it. So check it out. Let us know if you love it. So next, we wanted to talk about what is going on in the world because, I mean, this is a pop culture podcast yes. as well as postgrad, and there has just been so much that's been happening in the past week. Something that Shannon and I, well, I, I feel really passionately about this. <laughs> like, it gets me heated. Yeah. But we wanted to talk about the whole royal family drama, tea, whatever you want to call it. Yes. Um, so if you live under a rock, basically in the last week, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, or actually I should call her the Duchess yes, of Sussex. Yes, give them their titles, give yes. them their respect. <laughs> um, basically, they came out and said that they were going to step down as senior leaders in in the royal family and basically um, apparently the entire world is just shook by yes. this um it's a little alarming how shook they are considering the um, other important things that are going on in the world that <laughs> right. deserve a little bit more um, attention. Australia? <laughs> um, I don't know, possibly World War III. So um, apparently a lot of people are hurt by this decision. Um, they think that these um, people are just going and packing up and leaving the United Kingdom. <laughs> right. But that's not really the case. So let's be educated before we just, you know, spout our opinions on yes. Facebook. Oh, oh. <laughs> of course. You know, boomers are quick to put their opinions. Yeah. 
opinions on Facebook. But no, I don't understand why. First of all, what does this have to do with you? If you're not a UK taxpayer, like what does this have to do Ooh, with you? Not how a taxpayer. Does, yes, I'm getting that deep, honey. Because how does it affect you? And even if you are a taxpayer, like it's honestly saving you taxes because you're not funding their accounts anymore. Exactly. Like, I don't get it. But I mean, it's not like they're literally like disappearing from the royal family forever. And it's not that's like- That's what I think people are confused. Yes, so, I think that's what it is, So honestly. basically, senior leadership in the royal family means that you're like making high priority decisions. You're in there for every single event. That's right. not the case. They're not leaving the royal family. Right. They're just stepping down as those like key opinion leaders, the people who are on the forefront of making decisions, you know? Exactly. And why they it, want to leave is is really, frankly, nobody's business. It's exactly. A, it's a personal decision. Like, they just became parents. Like, who's not to say that they want to step down so that they can give their little boy, I don't even know his name. Archie! Oh, there you go. Archie. <laughs> Cute. Um, yes. But who's not to say that they just want to step down so they can focus on their family? Like, they're new parents. Um, so I just don't really think yeah, it's fair. and it's not like they're literally, like, going away forever. No. They want to, con- you know, continue to focus on their nonprofit efforts, and they're going to split time between North America and um, the UK. So I just don't understand what the issue is and why people are painting the Duchess as like someone who's crazy yeah. and like doesn't want to be in the spotlight and like she's making all these decisions and she's just like making Harry do whatever she wants. Well, and I think stuff. another thing that's extremely unfair is comparing Kate Middleton and Meghan Markle exactly. side by side because they are from vastly different backgrounds. Kate Middleton, I think people forget, is, grew up in the United Kingdom. She knows where royalty is. She knows what that means to the UK. Her and what's his name? Prince William. Prince William. <laughs> <laughs> Not forgetting the other oh man, the one who's going to be king next. <laughs> um, so I think people forget that they've been together since 2001. That's nearly two decades of knowing the royal family intimately. Right. Um, and it, while they broke up for a while, they still ended up getting married, having three children together. Um, and that's the life that she wanted for herself. Right. She, she chose that. And I mean, in the same retrospect, yes, Meghan Markle chose that, but times of dating are so different now than they were back in 2001 for people and especially for people who grew up in the UK they knew exactly what they were getting themselves into in terms of knowing royalty and knowing what that meant Meghan Markle is from America she grew right. up it's in all about America. democracy here baby yeah exactly <laughs> so I think that people are painting them side by side in a picture and then painting Meghan as the as the villain mm-hmm. is a little bit unfair because well, she and Harry, you know, chose this life together and blah, blah, blah. Like, nobody knows what you're signing up for. So I think that before people judge and people want to jump to this opinion and paint Meghan Markle as a villain, they need to sit down, shut up, and realize that <laughs> the Duchess and this prince, they're not going anywhere. They're just choosing to step away so they can focus on their family. Like, people, you know, um, women just can't win. Like, right. Meghan either has to be next in line for the throne coming for the queen. Kingdom, right. essentially, or she needs to be nothing at all. So I think that there is really no happy medium and you, you never know what people are going through. They, exactly. Like I said earlier, they just started a family. So people need to chill and they need to sit back and focus on things that are more pressing than the fact that these this couple wants to step away and have a life for themselves. And it's also so interesting because it's very apparent that people just really don't understand like the, how Prince Harry has felt about these things. 
everything that happened with Princess Diana, I'm well, sure, plays into this. And I was going to say, too, if you watch, you know, interviews in the past, and I mean, my mother is very much into Princess Diana and that whole era. Um, I think people forget that Princess Diana, she was never one to want the queendom, and she right. was never one to want a position of authority, and that she really wanted to be uh, a princess of the people. And I think that Harry really, really follows suit in that. Yeah. And I think that he really just wants to be kind to people and he wants to give his money where he wants to right, in terms of like making the world their, a better place. Um, focus and, on their charities. Yes. And Megan is very similar in that. If you look at her track record, she started a whole website and a whole blog based around giving money back to people and using her, um, her fame for good. So I think when, in terms of family life and whatnot, Harry is really trying to follow suit in his mom and just wanting to be a prince of the mm -hmm. people. Um, and if that means stepping away so that he can focus more time on charitable work, then I think that that's what should be applauded. For sure. For sure. I'm just, I just need like something else to happen because they, everyone has been freaking out for no reason. And I saw that the queen agreed to their terms. So like Everyone created this mess for literally no reason. And don't even get me started about the British press. The, like, hypocrisy yes. of them, you know, when they're covering Meghan Markle versus Kate Middleton. It's just absurd. And I'm ready for something else to be in the news because no one needs to come for Meghan Markle. She's she's great. She has a heart of gold. And she likes to give back. And she's just trying to protect her family. Exactly. Like, I don't understand the drama. So, royal family aside, it's time to get into what everyone wants to hear about. How to finesse your finances. Yes. So, the last episode, everybody loved hearing about how Brandy and I just learned a whole bunch of stuff about money in 2019. Tragically. It, tragically. <laughs> um, and so, this, this week's episode, we really wanted to dive deeper into our best and worst purchases, how we make money on the side, and basically what to do and what not to do with money. So, Brandy, do do you want to kick it off with your best and worst financial decisions? Yes. Let's start with the worst so that we can end on a positive note. Yes. So my worst financial decision, well, it's kind of decisions because I continued to make this choice over an extended period of time, but I would honestly say I spend way too much money, or I really used to spend way too much money on just food and eating oh, out. Girl. Like I had an internship two summers ago in Winston-Salem and every single day I would go out to eat. I Every probably day? Yeah, basically, I brought my lunch probably over that summer less than 10 times. I Girl. would go out to eat all the time, and especially my favorite place was right across the street, Panera Bread. No. I love you. No. Shannon is a it's, hater. No. <laughs> Panera Bread. Everybody listening, Panera Bread is overpriced hospital food. Okay, Shannon, the people are not here for that slander. <laughs> I am not here for that slander. Save that for a different episode. So I would go to Panera Bread basically every single day, you know, get me my little you pick two. Sometimes I might switch it up, get like a bowl of soup or a sandwich or something. Trash. But I was consistently... <laughs> consistently going there and it really added up over time because it, think about it even if I was spending what eight dollars nine dollars ten dollars a meal over five days that could be up to fifty dollars that mm -hmm. I'm wasting and I was there for how many weeks of the summer especially like, for how trash Panera is okay oh don't even it. don't even we're not even going there but it really added up over time and I didn't even realize until after the internship all this this money that I could have saved if I would have just made my lunch or just grabbed something cheaper yes, like we love a meal been, prep yeah. <laughs> yes, we do love a meal prep. 
So honestly, just think about how many times you're eating out. And with last week's episode, Shannon was talking about Starbucks and going so frequently. Yeah. It's not that you need to completely cut it out and never go again, but no. just be mindful of how much you're spending on food that you're eating out. When realistically, if you just took that money to the good old Harris Teeter or Food Lion, you can make something healthier mm-hmm. and have more portions of it instead of just wasting your money on these quick little meals. Yeah. Well, and too, I think that spending money on food is obviously a necessity looking at where you're spending it is also important. So Mm -hmm. maybe instead of going to Panera Bread five times a week, you're saving up and then you go to lunch with your coworkers every Friday to a nicer restaurant because let's be real, like we all have those pinches where we go to that local Mexican restaurant that's $7 and you feel like trash afterwards. And it's like, you're doing that on a weekly basis. So maybe Mm -hmm. instead of going to these quick fix restaurants or fast food or whatever, put your money aside and go go somewhere like a little bit nicer. Treat yourself per se. exactly. Shannon, do you want to talk a little bit about your worst financial decision? All right. So I've had some time to reflect. (laughs) I've had some time to reflect. And when reflecting and when putting together this episode on our cute little sheet of paper, I opened my closet and I looked at my shoe rack and I saw 17 pairs of sneakers. No, Shannon, no. Sneakers. That's not including, baby girl, that is not including (laughs) flip-flops, sandals, booties, heels that's 17 pairs of straight up sneakers and that's tragic yes that is tragic that's embarrassing i'm embarrassed (laughs) right now you all i'm embarrassed to sit here and tell you all that i have 17 pairs of sneakers like that's no it's not a cute look at all and so for me that's the worst decision because number one i've really tried to adopt a more minimalistic wardrobe and lifestyle essentially so whenever i opened my closet to you know kind of take count of like oh can i find this random thing that i hated spending money on I was looking at it and not only am I a hypocrite because having 17 pairs of just sneakers is obviously not minimalistic. It's just throwing money out the door. Like, exactly. yes, do I wear those sneakers a lot? Absolutely. Like I definitely get my wear out of them, but that is, that's truly ridiculous to have mm-hmm. 17 pairs of just sneakers. So hands down, worst financial decision <laughs> to date has been throwing money at things that could have... I could have made better purchases and mm-hmm. we always say quality over quantity yes. and it's not to say that the shoes are all trash it's that <laughs> you know I why not buy like two really nice pairs of sneakers instead of like oh okay like these were on sale like let right, me just go right. ahead and pick them up so I definitely like smacked myself a little because yeah. that's not minimalistic at all and it's just a poor decision on my part yes exactly and all the money that you would make too if you just ooh. like ooh, I actually only want to keep three pairs of these like let me sell the 14 other pairs that I have Girl, like don't, don't be doing the math uh, me, okay <laughs> do not be doing the math we took a look we took a look oh my goodness we're cutting down yes good okay so on to our best financial decisions so my best financial decision I would say I know this is something that people typically will get as a gift if they're you know like nice and privileged but I pay for this myself Ooh. so you know not to toot my own horn <laughs> But I bought my MacBook Air, and honestly, it's one of the best financial decisions I've made. That's a good one. Honestly, like Apple products in general, well, they're laptops mainly, because, I mean, 
my first MacBook, I had a MacBook Pro. I got it my freshman year of high school. That baby lasted me till my senior year of college. They last. Yes. So that was a solid eight years before it really like started slowing down. And I was like, okay, I want something quicker and lighter for graduate school. Cause you know, I had the MacBook Pro with the DVD player oh. up in there. So you know she That's was That's like heavy. carrying an extra 10 pounds around. Yes, okay? exactly. No one has time for that. Exactly. So I got the MacBook Air as a little graduation gift to myself slash like I would have gotten it anyway because I needed a new laptop for grad school but it's great because I don't only do schoolwork on here but I also have a remote internship that I do we record my podcast or our podcast on here so it's not it's not it's not my world it's Shannon's world actually so (laughs) sorry for the disrespect (laughs) but so yeah we record our podcast on here and we edit it on here so it's just been real a really great investment to have and like I said my last one lasted me eight years so baby you better last me eight years as well yeah and two with laptops like who's not to say whenever we graduate from our grad program and you move on to your professional career like not everybody is fortunate to you know get a laptop for work like Mm -hmm. I know that's like a big thing these days like people will get company laptops provided to them but in case it's not like this is gonna like help you down the road and whatnot and let's say that you know your at home computer were to crash like at least it's nice to have a laptop on hand and especially like a good one for me it's all about the investment and Mm -hmm. I have a macbook as well and I definitely think that it's an investment piece of course you know it's expensive but you kind of get what you pay for in retrospect like I can't tell you how many times my past laptops have like crashed and burned so as far as best financial decisions I know people will be like oh apple is trash but they're haters yeah they're haters but I'm not here for it I I agree mine mine as well is a top purchase however my absolute best financial decision or decisions have been the money that I've put towards traveling the past few years I've been very fortunate enough to have traveled not only around the U.S. but outside as well I've been to Europe a few times now I've been throughout Canada and whatnot and when I look back and I take account of all of the things that I have Mm -hmm. nothing compares to the experiences that I've had with my boyfriend with my family with my friends just like whether it's a quick little beach trip or this past summer I spent almost a month in Europe with my dad and when I look back and not even look back in 20 years when I look back starting today when I look back at that trip I I I kind of just get like very sentimental over it because you'll never get back that you'll never get back that time. Exactly. Like, so I can buy all of the stupid sneakers that I want, <laughs> but nothing kind of compares to the places that I've mm-hmm. been and the people that I've met through that and the food that I have had and just right. like the experiences that I've gathered from it. And I gave my older brother this like picture to put in his apartment somewhere. I don't know. And I might botch the quote, Casey, correct me if I'm <laughs> wrong, but the quote goes something along the lines of like money will fill your pockets but travel will fill your soul and for me I love that yeah and so for me investing in travel and new places and new experiences has always been kind of at the top of my list so I definitely say that my best decision has always been putting money towards travel whether that be a a two-hour trip away or Mm -hmm. halfway across the world yeah and the memories that you make from those trips like those are the things you're going to remember in 10 20 years from now not like the amount of sneakers that you had no, like no. you're gonna remember the experiences hopefully and my back. feet don't get bigger <laughs> <laughs> exactly because you're about to be looking sick <laughs> but you'll you'll have those pictures and everything to look back on mm-hmm. and so like nothing can compare to that especially not some sneakers no tino shade no what <laughs> yeah major t major shade i need to be called out on it yeah. and so 
The next part of our finessing the finances kind of has to deal with side hustles. However, yes. we really wanted to preface this by saying that we're not experts in the financial not field. Not in the slightest. Like, <laughs> we're not at all. Like, I went to business school and I still don't know Jack. Yeah. Like, I, I, we're just being real. So take these episodes with a grain of salt. Like, we're not trying to be out here saying like, oh, do this to change your life or right. like, take this tip and just everything's going to be great. Like, mm-hmm. we're honestly just trying to give you all the real raw us and like where we've met up like where have you been successful so I definitely think that being successful is you define it by yourself and so don't let us sitting here saying oh this is our best decision this is our worst decision may may be the end all be all for Mm -hmm. you so I think the next thing that we want to talk about is side hustles and how we make extra money being that we still are in school yes so one of my top side hustles I would say is babysitting there's a lot of different like apps and websites you can use to find people what Personally, I love Care.com. Ooh. I like Juggle as well. And then honestly, Facebook groups are pretty good too. So if you go to Charlotte Nanny Search or like Charlotte Babysitter page, things like that, if you just type in your city at babysitters, different pages will come up and those are a really good resource too. So I would say Facebook groups and Care.com are definitely like my top two to find people. I mean, depending on where you live, will kind of influence how much you make. Mm-hmm. But in the Charlotte area, you're making $12 an hour per child, like at the minimum. And so- How many children do you be watching at a time? Up to four, honestly. Four is the max that I do. Four? Yes, That's ma'am. a whole family. <laughs> really that is a whole family. Is. Listen, you if you're going to babysit, make sure that you love- kids. Yes, I love kids. I worked at a summer camp like the past seven summers. I love kids so much. If you don't like kids, do not be a babysitter. But this is I can't a- tell you. I can't <laughs> I probably babysat less than five times. Are you serious? Oh definitely. My little sister has always been the babysitter of the family. Really? Our neighbors have always went to her and she's younger than I am. <laughs> yeah. Because they knew. They yes, knew. Yes, that's hilarious. But yeah, just look for those websites and I mean you can set your rates or kind of just like figure out what it is in your area. But yeah. So I'll I will honestly watch one to two families per week and if it's a busy month like I was pretty busy in October pretty much watching two families a week and so in a month I could easily make like three four hundred dollars and that's just like on the side right there and I love kids anyway so I'm and you can give them back to to their parents like at the end (laughs) of the the night which is great (laughs) so yeah definitely look into babysitting how do you set your rate though like um is there a specific way that you go about it or I mean I don't know like I said I don't babysit okay so if I found it on care.com. It's a certain page that they have where you type in your zip code, how many kids you're going to be watching, and it gives you a rate. So if you type in like Charlotte or like your specific zip code and you're watching one child, it'll give you $12 an hour. Or another way you can just look to see what other people are doing on care.com. Just look at other people's profiles or on the Facebook groups. That's another good way to determine what what to do but besides babysitting another great side hustle is reselling clothes i really like plato's closet I or need to resell my sneakers. that's exactly what you need to do you need to take them to plato's closet girl but if you uh-uh. okay no. okay plato's sometimes closet they play you sometimes no. they play you plato's closet and i have some beef because <laughs> i'll bring stuff in there like I, I can recall a time this is why i don't go back actually mm-hmm. because i remember i brought in a kate spade purse that i had spent maybe 150 like 175 dollars mm-hmm. on and i was like okay like i totally understand that you're not going to get that money back like they're not right, about to be right. like oh here's 125 dollars i understand that it's going to be marked down tell me how i went up there gave this nice person my purse you know, shopped around a little bit, acted interested in a cute little thing. <laughs> and then I got, you know, saw my little name written up on the board. I was like, Ooh, yes, I'm about to collect a check. She's about to give me cash. I'm going to use yes. this for God knows what. And she goes, okay, today we'd like to offer you 
2572. Oh no. That's Baby a girl. scam. That's a little a scam. scam. She said, "Will you take that?" Listen. <laughs> if I was broken up, no, I prob- If I was broken up, I probably would have taken it. <laughs> but I said, "Give me that purse back. Give me it." And so my mom still has that purse because I was not about to let her scam yes. me like that. No. It no depends. Ma'am. It's a, honestly a hit or miss, but if you're going to sell something nicer, I would definitely encourage Poshmark or Depop or Facebook Marketplace, mm-hmm. something like that. But then for just like shirts and stuff like that, they yeah. either use a Facebook group, or Closed Mentor, Uptown Cheapskate, Plato's Closet. There's so many places like that, especially the brick and mortar stores are good if you want cash now, yes. like JG Wentworth cash now, baby. <laughs> you better go into Plato's Closet. Yeah, no, that's true. And I mean, too, if you're just trying to clean out your closet, I try to do it once a season where mm-hmm. I go, clearly I haven't been very right, good about it. Sneakers. Um, Clearly I have not been good about it, but I try to go through once a season and if I'm like wow this still has tags on it wow Mm -hmm. I haven't worn this you know in six months xyz I'm like okay let's round all of this up and it doesn't really matter how much money I get per se for it because it's just sitting here collecting dust um so I think it's also important to honestly just like go through all of your crap Mm -hmm. and be honest with yourself because so many times I've been like oh no 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 I'm gonna wear this I'm gonna wear this and then six months goes by right a year goes by I do the exact same thing and so you need to look at your stuff and you need to, you know, you need to part ways. Right. You need to thank it for its time and move mm-hmm. on and Do collect a, a Marie check. Kondo action. Yes. Collect a check while you're <laughs> yes, at it. Yes, ma'am. And so for me, the way that I've been able to make money is really through kind of things that I'm passionate about. And I kind of use quotations around passion because um, throughout my college career and even now, um, I've been fortunate enough to kind of been connected to people. And like Brendy was saying earlier with the Facebook pages, mm-hmm. um, earlier this semester, I put out on a Facebook page in Charlotte, I was like, hey, I'm a college grad student. Like I really want to pick up a part-time job or an internship of some sort in social media marketing. Here are my strengths and obviously put my contact information. And I was connected to a girl who I'm currently being contracted to work for. And Mm -hmm. I've really been able to learn a lot, not only about kind of the industry that she's in, but also kind of what I really enjoy about things and what I want out of a boss, what I want out of a job. So I think that finding things, you know, babysitting is, you know, a quick, easy fix. Pet Mm -hmm. sitting is a quick, easy fix, but finding things that are kind of going to help you in the long term, I feel like is also helpful, especially when it's remote because Mm -hmm. you don't have to go into an office. You don't have to, you know, go meet up anywhere. So for me, it's actually been really nice for the pure fact of, I like what I'm doing. Yes. Which is rare these days, honestly, especially for people our age. It's not something that I dread doing. It's something that I'm like, wow, I can't wait to finish my schoolwork so that I can do, you know, this part of my job Aww. or yeah I mean I like it sounds Wholesome. cheesy I mean like I, like I don't like kids so babysitting right, isn't right, for right. me and like you know pet sitting is it's fun and it's nice but also for me personally the idea of seeking out strangers is like mm-hmm. I've always just if, if I wanted to make like extra money on the side I've always really done it through pet sitting for like a family friend I right. remember like last year I stayed at our family friend's house I watched their dogs like I made sure that their house was okay like yada 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 but for me making extra money especially over the last year or so has really more so been about kind of finding what I'm good at and finding what I want to do in the future and trying to make a little bit of money from it or, you know, more money from it. That way down the road, I can say, oh, this is on my resume Mm -hmm. or X, Y, Z. So while it's a side hustle, it's also something that I could see myself kind of growing into post-grad, hopefully. Right. And also with things like that, it kind of allows you to see, I really like doing this Mm -hmm. and I would want to continue with it or, ooh, actually, this isn't what I thought it was. I don't want to pursue this. And now's the time to figure it out 
out like while exactly. we're young because like if we hate it we don't obviously have a family we're both fortunate enough to where we're living rent free right. so like it's it's the time to kind of take that risk and say like okay, I really want to pursue this. And if it doesn't work out, then it doesn't work out. But for me, I've been able to make money from it. And so finding your, I, I don't want to use the word passion, um, but finding something that you're good at right. and then, you know, collecting a check from it. Like right. it's been really nice. So the next thing we wanted to talk about for finessing your finances is essentially what to do and what not to do. Mm -hmm. So for things you should do, um, something that's been really helpful for me is just to save all the coins and loose change that I have and put it in one central location. So whether it's in a jar, like a shadow box or something like that. Those quarters um, add up. Yes, they add up. Go and to Coinstar. don't even realize. Yes, even though Coinstar is a low-key scam, but like when you They're are down you. bad, like Coinstar hits on no other. Yes. It doesn't matter if they're taking 10 cents right. on the dollar, baby girl, because when you're broke, you broke yes. and you don't care. Right. You take that receipt real quick. Yeah, but you're like, okay, let me cash in really yes. quick. <laughs> no, but taking all the coins, and I've loved doing that even since I was little because we have like, we still have it now, a huge like, gallon jug thing. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't know how many gallons it is. And we just like all put our loose change in there. And I remember us turning it in when we were younger and it just used to be fun and like filling it back up. Yeah. And like we said, it has been so helpful to just have that little emergency fund of mm -hmm. coins like when you are down bad especially in those college days <laughs> and you just want to cook out tray yes. like ooh, baby girl yes so make sure you just save your coins because honestly they add up and just like even if you went around your house or looked in your car and collected all the loose change you'd probably have a good few dollars right there so make sure you guys do that Another thing that I'm really interested in doing this year is to set up a separate high interest savings account. So this is going to be separate from, I bank with BB&T for example, so it's going to be separate from that. There's a lot of different online resources that you can use to find these accounts. Most of them are just online and there's essentially just savings accounts where the interest rate is higher. So the longer your money sits there, you're accruing more interest than yeah. you would if it was just BB&T or Wells Fargo, like a regular account which is something that I really want to do because I really want to build up like savings and like mm -hmm. have a cushion and stuff just because we'll both be graduating really um, next May. And so just having that financial peace of mind will be nice, even though I have loans to pay, but we're just not going to talk about We don't right think now. about her. Yeah, we don't think about her right now. Is there now. anything specifically that you're like saving up towards or is it really just kind of like, I want to put money in here every single month and like just not touch it at all? Honestly, it's just, I want to put money in here and not touch it or look at it. And I mean, a lot of these accounts, it's easy to move the money, but... It's just not something I want to do because if I log on to my BB&T app and say, oh, I have $500 in savings. Let me just transfer $50, $100 here and there. Yeah. I'm like, oh, shoot, I have two cents in my savings. How did that happen? But if I do an online account or something completely separate from my mm -hmm. main bank, it's just out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. So doing something like that, if you're like me and just don't want to see it, that's a lot easier. So you can just throw $50 and $100 like yeah. here and there. And then it that also adds up over time. And you don't even realize. Well, I was going to say like percentage wise, like. Like, that's what I've always liked to do. Like mm -hmm. going back to the whole best experience thing. Um, what I like to do is take a certain percentage and, you know, you can define that for yourself. Like we said, we're not financial experts. So no, not know, in like, the slightest. Yeah, exactly. Not at all. So take a certain percentage, like whatever have you. I always try to do 15 to 20% mm -hmm. and then I throw that towards my savings account and then 10% will go towards student loans and, right. you know, X, Y, Z. We don't have to break down my entire yeah. paycheck <laughs> percentage by percentage. Um, but I do, I like what Brandy said in terms of out of sight, out of mind. Um, I don't know if you've ever, like if you've heard of these accounts, but a lot of times if you set up 
um, certain accounts at different banks, they'll match you mm -hmm. if you like put a certain amount in. So I know that at fifth third, like my mom and I had this idea whenever I graduated, we were like, okay, if kind of same thing, like the money's going to be sitting in my account. I'm more likely right. to spend it. So opening up a bank account at a totally separate bank that you know that you're not going to go to really like that you can just direct deposit and streamline right. it to the account. They'll like actually match you back. So if you keep it in there for 90 days, I believe that they matched us. I think it was 250 or that's something. That's nice. Yeah, exactly. And that's literally just keeping in there for three months. Like if, right. if you have to touch that in three months, like once again, you need to take a critical look at your finances. Yes. <laughs> I think that's a good idea. I need to do that. Yeah. And so for me, what not to do with money, it, it's kind of more on a serious note. Mm -hmm. um, whenever I was like going over what we really wanted to talk about in the finance section of this, I really wanted to stress that you, you know, money is an essential part of life and it, it should be a priority. However, it's not your entire life. Um, and I think that people get so caught up with collecting a check chasing coin that they forget mm -hmm. that, you know, there's a lot more to life than being a slave to your desk or, right. you know, spending so much time on your side hustle that you're, you're missing out on moments with your friends and your family. And you can literally talk to any of my friends from both high school and from college. And it's kind of sad, but I've missed out on monumental moments. Mm -hmm. I, I've never even been to a homecoming. That's for, insane. Yeah, for high school or for college. Like, I never went to a homecoming dance. I was so obsessed with, with making money in high school. For what? For yeah. status? Yeah. What? Is, because, baby girl, where is that money at right now? <laughs> I was going to say, so did you put it into your savings? Yes. Or was it just like... So that's not to say that all of my money has been wasted. I mm -hmm. feel like I've kind of, you know, been like, oh, yeah, just throw my money out here. <laughs> but, like, I did. Like, I did save up a lot of money. And that's something that I'm very proud of. However... That, that came at a cost of missing out on time with right. my friends, missing out on time with my family. Like I'll, I'll always use like work or I always used to use work as an excuse. I'd be like, oh, I can't hang out with you because, you know, my boss won't give me off. That was a lie. Mm -hmm. Like just straight up, that was a lie. And like looking back, it's like sad to me because I missed out on so many different things and so many different events and right. so many different moments. And it's like, for what? Yes, money is important, but it's not everything because at the end of the day, the people that matter most to you and the things that mean the most to you, whether that be your partner, your pets, your family, what have you, it like they don't come back. Exactly. And I, I wish, you know, you can't live your, your life with regret, but I will say that that is one thing personally mm -hmm. that I regret is how much I made money a priority. But honestly, like I'm glad I found that out now and right. I'm not going to be 45 saying, I don't know, I have to do this at work mm -hmm. because if I don't do it, it's the end of the world. And I think that people feel the need to make work their entire world. Mm -hmm. And that's not what life's about. Exactly. And I think if you realize that from an early age, you begin to realize that you should be in a job that you're passionate about. You should be mm -hmm. pursuing something that you absolutely love, no matter the cost, no matter how much you're going to make. And, and just take account, however much you're making, cool. You're making a six-figure job, but what's the cost? Right. But if you are if you have a job that you love and you're making a lot of money, then like kudos to you. Like, right. That's you different. know, hit me up because I'm about to graduate <laughs> and just let me know. Um, that way I can start collecting the check too. But at the same mm -hmm. time, it's like, you're you're working yourself to death yeah for what for money for it's me it's not worth it for me what not to do with money is 
don't make it your entire life to where right. you literally just deplete everything, including your mental health, your mm-hmm. sanity. You, you missed out on so many different things. Right. Um, I mean, I'm just preaching the choir right now because <laughs> literally when I'm looking in the mirror, like right now, I'm just thinking of, of all the things that I can never get back because mm-hmm. I, what, I was working some minimum wage job at some local restaurant. Yeah. Like who cares? Like no one, no one cares. <laughs> and it's, it's always though the most wealthiest people that are always the most depressed and like most yeah. unhappy with their lives. Like money will never be able to buy you ha- no. happiness. Like it can buy you material things, but if you don't have your family and friends surrounding you, if you don't have good mental health, then what is all of that for? Yeah, like what it's was it not worth? worth it. No, not at all. I would rather have a life full of happiness and a life full of laughter. And that's not to say that I don't like money because obviously like I th- everyone I love likes it. money. Exactly. Yeah. Like I love money, but what not to do with money is make it to the point where you're missing out on so many different things. And I think it'll be interesting to see the shift to so many other countries are now implementing a four day work week. And I think America get on the trend. Yes. I think it'll be so interesting to see in the next few years, how that shift occurs and how that will then in turn impact people's mental health because Mm -hmm. people then like, they won't even have the ability to be like so obsessed with their job. If they're not allowed to go in five days a week, Mm -hmm. if you're only working four days a week, then obviously, I mean, you're, you're still going to be making decent money. It's mm-hmm. not like you're losing money, really. But it's just you have so much time to spend with your family and friends and do other things outside of your job just by taking away that one day. Yeah, I know. I totally agree. And so the last part of our finessing your finances episode and from here on out, all of our episodes, we wanted to talk about a tangible takeaway for you all to implement into your life or not even implement, but really more so just think about. So Brandy, do you want to talk about this week's tangible takeaway? Yes. So our tangible takeaway for this week is to write down two financial goals that you want to have for 2020. So if you want to put it like in your planner, on a notebook, um, on a sticky note, and just put it in your mirror, like somewhere mm-hmm. where you'll see it every day. And it doesn't have to be anything outlandish, like, no. oh, I'm going to be a millionaire this year yeah, um, or like I'm gonna go buy a brand new car right it doesn't have to be anything wild like that it could be something as simple as I want to pay off my $400 credit card bill or, or I want to save up $2,000 just yeah. like small things like that or even I want to find more scholarships mm-hmm. for the next oh, that's school a good year one. like anything like that so write down two financial goals that you have for this year and honestly I need to do this too because I think it'll be very helpful mm-hmm. and when you write things down too it also helps to keep you accountable yeah, with it I know it helps me So if you all want to leave those on our Instagram or if you want to message us separately or whatever may have it, or if you want to keep that to yourself, because I always think that the most successful people work in silence. Um, That is true. (laughs) Um, And so if you just want to write those things down, keep it to yourself, but work towards it each and every single day. And until next time, that's that's the the BS. BS.